Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast. We're so happy you're here today to learn about how to create fresh perspectives on profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace in your small business. Today, we're going to dive into the productivity performance pillar, and you're going to get some fresh perspectives. I promise you that. <laughs> and let's start at the beginning. Hello, business rock stars. My name is Maggie Mongan, and I'm your host for today. I'm a tenured master business coach and growth strategist for about 20 years now. I am the CEO of Brilliant Breakthroughs, Inc., a coaching practice specializing in guiding small businesses to optimize business performance and leadership. Now, if you have been listening to any of our episodes, you will know I'm all about improving the underserved small business sector. And I honestly believe small businesses are the accelerant of our economy, so much so that inadvertently, I ended up founding a number one best-selling business book series for small businesses. But don't worry, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Most importantly, I'd like to share, when good things come together, we never do it alone. So I knew this, and I invited tenured experts to join me in the authoring process. And today we have with us one of those tenured experts, a number one international best-selling business author, John Kennedy. Welcome, hey, John. Thanks, Maggie. <laughs> Always good to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have some fun and ooh, everybody's in for something special. But I want everyone to know that it's important for you to know who John is because he works with people who are committed to exceeding their performance expectations, and by helping them improve their mental performance, he helps you get extraordinarily, extraordinary, excuse me, extraordinary results in half the time. Wow, that's pretty cool. It is. Make your brain faster. Everything else gets faster. Oh, okay. I love that. All right. So let's talk about this. Now, um, John, you, you did something really cool and thank you. You penned a great chapter in volume five. And just so everyone knows our book series, all five of the volumes have the same title, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. And the subtitle is Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. The only way you can distinguish, besides the chapters within them, but if you look at our book series, all the covers have a different color. John wrote chapter six in volume five, and volume five is the turquoise covered book. Just so you know, we're talking about the turquoise covered book today. And John, you have a really cool title for your chapter. It's a simple model to improve your business, personal, and mental performance. That sort of covers all of it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, we want all areas that are important to us, right? That's what uh, right, right. Our professional life, our personal life, and, and our own noggin, which is what I call the brain housing unit of, of the, my body. Right. <laughs> okay, so you... You're such a treat to have in our book series because you're a neuroplastician. And everybody goes, oh, ooh, you got a neuroplastician and write a chapter. I said, yeah, I did. And, and he's really awesome. But 
some people might have a clue what neuroplasticity is, like if they're doing NLP or stuff like that, or any type of brain work, or even psychologists. Mm -hmm. However, most people don't know what neuroplasticity is, yet they are aware that there's huge advancements in the neurosciences, right? Right, right, right. So can we start off by you defining what neuroplasticity is? <laughs> Absolutely. And in fact, I learned a lot about it when the Marines gave me, the Marine Corps gave me the contract to improve mental efficiency, focus, faster thinking to reduce casualties. I knew I had to change the brain, right? So we had to took my uh, model and applied it to the brain, but we needed to find out how the brain could change. So I really did a lot of research and it was fascinating. Um, basically, up until maybe 20 years ago or so, the prevailing work around the brain was from psychology. And the belief was that our brains were hardwired and couldn't change. Mm. Um, once uh, brain scanning got precise enough, they could actually see the physical changes in the brain from different types of stimulation. There was a couple of books that, I, that really helped me in my research. Norman Doidge's The Brain That Changes Itself, I recommend to everyone. He gives the background, the history, talks a lot about neuroplasticity, and I love the way he sums it up. Basically, everything that we do or even think changes our brain physically. And the more that we repeat that, the deeper those ruts in our brain. And that applies to everything we do, whether it's physical, whether we're thinking about it, whether it's psychological. And so that ability that God gave our brains to change from stimulation really is a basis for every type of performance in the things that we do. Now, it's interesting. Everybody talks about neuroplasticity now. I mean, you can't listen to any speaker about referring to it. But a lot of times they, they talk about it as if it's a, a thing that they can give you, right? It's not. It's just the natural um, capability of our brains to change. It just is, right? It's like air. It is. How you use that air is what makes a difference, right? You take ah, it, okay. funnel it, and run it through a compressor. You get a lot of power out of it but it's still air. And so neuroplasticity is just a thing that is, and that's what's important for people to understand and maybe even look at their own lives, right? So if they're having trouble in different areas or they're doing well in different areas, it's because they're repeating things that is changing their brain to, to accomplish that. Okay, so neuro meaning brain, what does the plasticity mean? That means, you know, malleable, changeable, basically the ability of the brain to change from different types of stimulation. So it's resilient. It is resilient, although it's interesting. I've actually done some work on resilience with the military. And the key of re re resilience is that uh, resilience is the ability to bounce back as well as the ability to, to withstand as you go forward. Yes. And so we can train the brain to be more resilient again by you know, giving it the right stimulation in the areas we want it to in the area it needs to. Okay. All right. So here you are. You're cutting edge. A lot of people are talking neural, but not many people can say they're neuroplasticians. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you mentioned that you did some some work. You were actually contracted by the United States Marine Corps, right? 
Exactly. Right. And that's what actually, um, you know, prompted me to leave the corporate world to respond to this request, because at the time, this is back in 2007, the greatest threat and still is to our Marines, soldiers, everyone, are IEDs, improvised explosive devices. And those are the booby traps that the enemy uses so well. I mean, there could be a bomb underneath a pile of garbage and a trigger man a mile away with binoculars and an electronic trigger. And we have no idea that it's there. Very, very dangerous. And so I was fortunate to be able to go to a Marine Corps uh, training event um, at 29 Palms. And the whole idea was to expose contractors to different types of dangerous situations, especially IEDs, to see if anybody had a creative way to reduce casualties. And there was great stuff. People came up, there was Honeywell, Boeing, big people, different types of scanners, different types of armor. But what struck me was the guides who led us around were all Marines who had survived IED attacks. And the consistent story was, I started going to this one building or this one down this one street, something told me that something was wrong and I went a different way. The guys behind me kept going forward and they got blown up. So why two Marines, similar demographics, similar training? Why does one have what we might call better intuition, not only sensing the danger, but actually acting on it unconsciously, right? All without thinking about it. And so that's when I presented my hypothesis to the base commander, General Doug Stone. And look, if there is a way we can improve the mental efficiency of the brain using neuroplasticity as the medium, perhaps we could improve intuition. And that was basically the basis for my, my first contract with the Marines. And it turned out to be extremely successful. Um, mm. The ability to improve the performance of, the, of these Marines over just three months while I developed the exercises was pretty incredible. Wow, that, that's a phenomenal story. And I want to thank you because you're saving those who are defending us, right? Yeah. And protecting our country. And uh, really close to me, I married one of those Marines. Yeah, I've done right. a Marine Corps base for many, many years. <laughs> um, so thank you for that. And your, your story is... It, well, it's not your story, it's your history, it's a fact, right, um, is so relevant because I tell my clients that when we do the work that we do, I'm, I'm going to help them so they, I'm going to train them so they can make better decisions in real time. Mm -hmm. And when I heard you share this experience with the core this time, that's what I heard. Yeah. is you're doing the same thing. You're helping them. You did help them and you help others go ahead and make better decisions in real time. Right. Because their right. brain is performing better, right? Right. And the key to that I realized was we needed to change brains quickly, right? I only had a little bit of time with the brains and better them with, with them for three months while we developed the exercises. And the most rewarding part was this was a full DOD experiment. We had Department of Defense experiment, right? We had psychologists all over the place. They didn't believe that we could make a change because they're psychologists, right? So, um, and basically we had a, a control group randomly chosen 
And then the pilot group that I work with, I asked for the worst performing platoon in the battalion because I wanted to help <laughs> you guys if I could. And these poor guys, they'd lost 16 guys a cycle before. They were suffering a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder. Three guys were trying to commit suicide. This failing a lot. Three months later, not only were they the best performing platoon in that battalion, so 40 out of 1,000, but went to their final pre-deployment training back at 29 Palms, the instructor said it was the best performance he'd ever seen. And in fact, they blew away the scoring on one of the IED specific tests. So that was very rewarding to me to be able to do that. And then of course it spread Navy SEALs, snipers, pilots were spread throughout the military. But the critical factor of that was understanding that the most effective way to use neuroplasticity to change your brain is it has to be an analog interface, right? Digital doesn't work, it's just too shallow. And so, that led me to something called robust stimulation, which neuroscientists said will physically change your brain starting immediately if you provide the brain with enough stimulation from all parts of the brain simultaneously. So our exercises are not something you read on a screen. They engage all parts of the brain, eyes, ears, mouth, hands, feet. And those connections that interface with the real world become stronger and faster at the same time the brain becomes faster and more focused. So all in all, those changes can happen very, very quickly. Okay. That's cool. And I know this firsthand that it works. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So there's a term that comes along with your work, John. It's called applied neuroplasticity is another way for us oversimplified to think of applied as understanding neuroplasticity or is there more to it there's a little more to it actually i call it that's the field i created to to accomplish this and there's there's two critical factors relying on neuroplasticity for the changes and basically it was my you know consulting my Okay, building maturity model type work that I applied to the brain. And, and one of the critical factors is we have to define what we want to improve in the brain. Okay. You can do all kinds of things. And randomly, you know, the more that you interface analog with the real, you'll get better. But we want to define very specific cognitive skills that were critical to success. Things like analysis, breaking things down, synthesis, putting them back together, mm-hmm. basically supporting the basic thinking process from our perspective of break it down, think it through and execute. No matter what we're doing, we have to break that data down. It's coming into our brain, focus on what's important, think through what we want to do with it. And then as in that first experience of Marines, we actually have to be able to execute on it. So when we apply that process to the brain, Along with the robust stimulation, then those changes happen extraordinarily fast. Okay, so this is really cool because you said uh, the capability maturity model, and and that's what you wrote about, and you gave us a breakdown in your chapter about how to apply it. Ah, there's that word, how to apply it, how to understand and utilize it for us to go ahead and make some changes in our life. And, and it's not that difficult. 
Right. Very, very simple model. (laughs) Again, you know, simple model university applied. And next time we'll get a little more into how that can actually help us change habits very quickly. Right. And I'm so looking forward as I think everyone will be to that episode as well, because that's that's episode four in your mini series here. But let's let's talk about this for a moment. Can you give uh, like two examples of your client's success? You've talked about the Marine Corps. So give us something else, because, you know, not all of us are core material. (laughs) Well, so when we make these changes at a foundational thinking level, it impacts all areas of our life. And incidentally, I don't compete with anybody in the world, right? Whatever I do can complement any other training or coaching people do. One of my favorite examples of how this makes a difference was um, a a financial analyst that I work with because he just got a promotion. He was very overwhelmed at work. He definitely needed this training to help him be successful. My first session with him was on a Friday and I expected to hear from him the middle of next week that work was going better, which I did. But what really surprised me was Monday morning, I got an email from him early. He said, hey, John, I gotta tell you, I went through your exercises Saturday morning. I got more done around the house by noon than normally would all weekend. And my wife now says, when she talks to me, I'm focused on her. He said, you already made my home life great. I can't wait to get to bed, get to work, right? Mm-hmm. So just like, you know, you mentioned a little bit about the, the, the uh, our brain in the, our housing unit, right? Yeah. So just like when you upgrade your computer, it's not just the one thing that you wanted. Maybe you're a gamer or maybe your browser is slow. Every single application and the operating system of your computer operates better because you upgraded the processor. And so that's what we're trying to do here. Another probably example of that is a a designer I work with in Florida. You'll know why it's Florida in a second, but he was so overwhelmed. He said at work, he said, I had to take a break every hour. He said, after the training, I can breeze through three hours without a break. I get a lot more done in less time. So work is going much better, but because I get home earlier and less stress, my wife loves it, so my home life is much better. And where I really notice it is in my hobby, which is surfing. That's why it's for <laughs> certainly not Chicago, right? And I can pick out the waves better, the patterns of the waves, and I can surf longer than ever I could before. So again, all parts of his life are improved because we've improved his uh, mental efficiency and focus. Okay, so so clearly you help your clients live life better. Absolutely. That's what's the most rewarding thing. And, I, and I'm fortunate to work with not only really high performers like executives, professional athletes, but also people on the other end of the spectrum who are really struggling from different types of mental trauma, concussions, um, dementia, amnesia, um, PTSD, all those things, because again, we're not trying to fix anything. We're just making the brain work better and more efficiently in the areas it needs to, to be successful. Okay. So you've just shared with us some of the ways that we can incorporate this into our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's one other thing that you talk about. You talk about attitude, cognitude, yeah and habits. Right, right, habitude. So that's habitude. That's actually one of the workshops I give at conferences and probably going to go into a book. 
but it's basically, um, you know, hacking your brain in those three levels, right? So attitude, as we know, is mindset, right? So the reason, way we improve our mindset, obviously positive thinking, positive actions, scheduling, morning routines, all those things are very, very powerful, but the reason they help our attitude is because we repeat them to the point where neuroplasticity makes them unconscious. And neuroscientists have an interesting term for taking a conscious process and making it unconscious through repetition. They call that a zombie system. So <laughs> maybe they watched horror movies when they're kids because zombies are walking around trying to kill you, but they're not thinking about it, right? right? So when you make your positive attitude approaches a zombie system, you improve your attitude. The cognitive piece is what we're talking about here, right? We improve your cognitive by taking you through these programs, these exercises to make better decisions faster with better focus and memory, your cognitive improves. And of course, a habitude is the ability to change habits, not in six weeks or two months, but in less than an hour using the same approach. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can we talk about that in your fourth episode in the series? Absolutely. Yep. That's what we're going to talk about next. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. And that's kind of fun, right? Because we all have habits we want to change. Oh, yeah, we all do. You know, that's one of the things that is a challenge for every person on the planet. And if you're saying, if we don't have to go through the journey of 21 days, six weeks, whatever, you know, because there's different numbers out there for different um data points of research if you're saying we can do it in less time yeah yeah effectiveness and efficiency so we can all go surfing (laughs) (laughs) on better waves i love that i lived in hawaii i boogie boarded i didn't i didn't care for surfing but i love boogie boards so i'm all about catching a good wave absolutely well i don't know I, i told you but the only base the Marines could find to send me to to develop this program was in Hawaii. At, oh, Kaneohe. Yeah, Kaneohe Bay. <laughs> wonderful times there, wonderful memories, wonderful relationships with the Marines. Plus, it was Hawaii, right? So I remember, <laughs> I, I love what I did. I remember telling my wife once, you know, coming back, I said, can you believe this? I'm playing games with Marines all day, and I get to come back by the beach. I mean, it was like, it was like, uh, <laughs> it was like paradise. But that really was, I mean, those three months I embedded with the Marines was probably one of the most awarding times of my life. I mean, what a beautiful, you know, you married one, what a phenomenal, (laughs) you know, group of people. Yeah. Still hang out with them and madly in love as we celebrate (laughs) 40 years this year. So congratulations. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So we have a lot yet to discuss through the rest of your mini series. And I, I love this. And um, I guess we should wrap up for now. Sure. So let's do that. Next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right. So listeners, this is how you can learn more and engage with number one international bestselling business author, John Kennedy. Start by reading chapter six in volume five, of Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. Now, remember, that's the turquoise covered book, colored covered book. Yeah, that's how you say that. (laughs) And at the end of John's chapter, he does something really cool. And it's pretty important considering he still has a topic that's cutting edge. He has a glossary at the end of his chapter to, to define a lot of these terms. 
And then he also has an author page and a business page. So you can learn more about him and what he's up to. So at the bottom of your author page, you do have an invitation, but why don't you share what the invitation is so people know that they, they can gift themselves and their business this wonderful tool? Basically, it's just yeah, kind of an outline. Um, the whole uh, goal is to provide some value, help people think a little bit better about the different ways that they can improve their lives. Um, and basically, they just need to go to www.kennedyconsultinggroup.com forward slash peak acceleration and they'll be able to get that information there they can also go to my website if they'd like to know more about this in particular www.combatbraintraining.com okay cool and here's the other thing um if you're listening to us and you're in our app listening to the podcast all you have to do is um check out John's profile because we have every single author from each one of the series there, as well as the books for you to go and um, check out whoever it is that may be able to help you improve your performance. But right now we're focusing on John. So it's all about the neuro. Okay. Yeah. The neuro. (laughs) Um, And let me share for a moment. If you are unfamiliar with the fact that we have an app, go to your app store and download brilliant biz book brilliant b-i-z book and when you do that you will see that all the books in our series are there all the authors profiles and how to get a hold of them even their websites and all that goodness as well as uh, we have a community page we have all our podcasts there and perhaps the one of the coolest features we have is ask an expert You can scroll down, find John's name, tap on that, and send him a message. He'll get your email. It'll come in the form of an email, and he'll respond back to you. Pretty cool feature, isn't that, John? Sure is. Great way to keep in touch with people. (laughs) Yeah, experts. Over 30 experts ready to serve you. All you have to do is reach out and ask a question, and we'll we'll play the game. So I want to thank you because... Wow, you have some really cool episodes. And I would encourage everybody, now that you've heard this, you might want to repeat it, or you might want to go back to the very first episode in John's mini series here, and that's episode 205. And also, um, the second is 215. So please go ahead and check that out. And you'll find out that everything that we mentioned, we have links for that in the show notes. So you're all set to go. And John, I want to thank you for your time and your wisdom sharing today. There are so many things that you shared with us on how we can improve our neuro game. You're quite welcome, man. I love talking to you. You guys great questions. And uh, hopefully we added some value to your listeners. All right. You got it. I sure hope we did because listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast, where you learn about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Shine brightly until next week.